It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we talk about the rundown. Ah, I can't even do it. Rundown the latest superhero entertainment news. <laughs> we love... Yeah. TV, movies, superheroes. Should I just say content now? Yeah, just no, about I, I, everything. I like. I earnestly heard. I don't exactly remember the situation, but I heard somebody refer to it as like, like a kid, like a Gen Z. Like you know, we used to call it TVs and movies. Now they they just called it content. Like oh, I love that kind of content. It's mm-hmm. like no, that's supposed to be what a PR person says. You don't. That that word was never yeah. meant to trickle down <laughs> to like the normal people, oh. and now it has and i feel dirty well now you're listening to the superhero content podcast yes uh, exactly and my name is chris Hillard. and my name is mike royer and this week we're revisiting the shazam family with yes uh, fury of the gods uh and that's what we just got off of so i'm a little i'm still yeah. a little wonky from that as, so. yeah as you can tell we're we're warmed up i'm yeah. i'm about uh three quarters through this um yep. gigantic can of mountain dew so mm-hmm. i'm i'm ready to go yeah i just cracked open a jones soda uh special release so we're we're, we're gonna have a good show um <laughs> charlie cox is on set for daredevil mike i know we're excited to, to revisit him in the mcu rather than the netflix mm-hmm. cu uh tom cruise really liked the flash movie i don't know what this news <laughs> is and where it came from but it was everywhere this weekend and we'll talk about that and more. Yeah, we are we are in it. Uh, we ju- we just finished yeah. our whole Shazam review, so make sure you're subscribed. Absolutely. Go check that out. You know, usually when we're doing like reviews of movies and stuff, we just kind of assume like the audience that's listening to our podcast also went out to the movies this weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, as we'll mention here shortly, I don't think a lot of people went to go see uh, Shazam no. in theaters. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod, Chris. Yeah, uh, I don't know so. What but yeah, no. so if you, it, you know, maybe us, our review of Shazam, our spoiler portion of it, maybe that's going to be your first, you know, experience of the Shazam movie if you decide you don't want to watch it. So I hope we um, we took you through it, you yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. in a narrative way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was more of a, we, we talk about, we'll talk about it later, you know, normally we do reviews. I think it's more like a conversation, really, um, mm-hmm. you know, for once in and What is this, a podcast? Yeah, really. And, and honestly, because I think, you know, we... I would say I don't have any expectations for it. Like, like not that that's bad. It's just like I don't know what to do with it. So let's talk about it and see see what comes out. But you, you are look. Sounds like you, you got a, a movie on the list here. You've been queuing up oh, for a sequel. I f- the fourth. I, fi- I finally convinced my wife to watch the John Wick movies with me, and it's been great. You know, from I mean, if if you were to you know divide the world into sexes, you know, which is something that we're doing less of less uh, nowadays, which I think is totally fine and okay, nothing wrong with that. But typically, you know, back in the day, you'd call John Wick, you know, a guy movie, right? Uh, so uh, maybe the wife might not want to watch it. But I, from deep down in my heart, I just feel like narratively, John Wick the movies are just good. You know, there is of course a lot of action in it, right? But I just think it it's elevated above kind of like the normal kind of like action flick so convince my wife to watch the first one 
yeah. and she had a good time. You know, she's she's a dog lover, right? You know, and the whole movie, you know, hinges on that first act dog dying. Yeah. So uh, luckily, and I and I was getting worried. Spoilers! Like, oh, I don't. Spoilers. I was like, I, <laughs> this movie's been out for a while, Chris. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm, joking. I'm, I'm joking. They're on their fourth <laughs> I, one. I think we all yeah. know what started this. Yeah, but I was just like, oh man, I don't remember exactly visually what they show on screen. Am I about to traumatize my wife? So. Luckily, they take it like kind of right up to the edge, right? They show the audience just enough where you want John Wick to go kill everybody that was involved with this and you'll celebrate him. But they don't show too much where you feel really bad on the inside and you're never going to recover. So I was like, okay, good. They really draw that line. But the best part about this, right, for me was like, you know, John Wick is like an institution for us. He's been around for a while. He has three movies. He has a fourth movie coming around. I thought it was common knowledge that everyone knew John Wick was like an assassin you know you may or may not know he was retired and he was being pulled in and out of it as a career but I I just thought it was common knowledge that he is a man with a set of skills but the great thing is is beginning of the movie my wife did not know this she knew the movie was full of a bunch of action but she didn't know what his pedigree was she was just like oh it's just this dude on screen that just lost his wife and they just came and stole his car and killed his dog so it was just fun experiencing that through her eyes she was like looking over at me she's like who is this guy why are they so afraid of him and i was like i looked at her i was like you don't know oh my god i thought you knew so he's like he's hitting the sledge they oh i love the best part about the movie is the montage the very beginning where he's slamming the sledgehammer into the concrete breaking it up and you're just like what is he digging up then it cuts back to the villains kind of like yeah. monologuing to his like dumbass son of like do you know what you just did and it's yeah. just like and then it's revealed he is like this this the best assassin that's ever lived he's the man that you send to kill the boogeyman and i was like "Ooh, i'm getting goosebumps yeah. like rewatching it so um this is my my call to you find somebody that is totally oblivious to John Wick and just watch the first one with them. And like, you know, you're going to be watching it at home, you know, on the couch, you know, try to convince them like, you know, don't, don't pick your phone up. I know it's, it's starting a little slow, but they're, they're building it. And then it just, it just sinks its talons into you. And, Oh, so we are, we are on a journey. We're going to watch the other two. Um, and then uh, hopefully get into the theaters to watch the fourth one. And who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. I don't know exactly. At the very least, we'll talk about it up here at the top of the show. Yeah, so this is also um, two things. Number one, um, sad passing of Lance Reddick this weekend. Oh, that happened the day after yeah. we watched this. So uh, he, if, for those who may not know, he's the, I guess, runs the Hotel Concierge, right? Um, mm-hmm. So he, he's a big staple of the John Mc. Uh, Universe for that. He was also supposed to star in the upcoming ballerina spinoff. So uh, very, very sad, tragic. And if this continental streaming show ever gets made, or I would assume he would have been part of it. Probably that too. Yeah. I know the ballerina one's like casting and like filming. So I know at least know he was supposed to be part of that, but absolutely hundred percent. They, they go down this. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, you, you took an opportunity here, Mike, and you didn't chastise someone for not knowing something that yeah, we I was do. like, what? I was like, what why did I, Chris just send me this comic? Yes, what did I do? What did the, I say? There is a, a co- web comic called XKCD, and one of them is is called Ten Thousand. And mm. um, I always refer to this. I always try to keep this idea in mind that um, it says I try not to make fun of people for admitting they don't know things because for each thing everyone knows. By the time they're adults, every day there are on average 10,000 people in the U.S. hearing about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, literally, I, if I make fun of people, for, uh, if I make fun of people, I train them not to tell me when they have those moments. 
so you miss out on the fun. So, like, literally, so if someone had never heard of John Wick being an assassin, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, my God, you don't know that, or, oh, my God, you haven't seen this movie, you say, oh, man, that's great. Let's go do this. You're one of today's lucky 10,000, like, learning yeah. that for the first time. It's funny. I've also heard of this called uh, uh, as, like, the curse of knowledge yep. in yep. a sense of, like, when you learn something, you forget what it's like to not know it, and yep. you lose empathy for the people I, that don't know it. This is just a good thing to know in life. You are, yeah. You're learning a good thing that will make you a better person right now on the Superhero Slate podcast. Yes, and I want to tell you, Mike, you just you triggered me because I use the curse of knowledge at work once a day every, every <laughs> because of, of like, how we you're like this. settle down chris yeah. the, these people just don't know any better they don't, just... <laughs> they, this, we know how our company works but everybody else doesn't know how our company works yeah. well uh, I, and it's a little different in this scenario yeah. in a sense of like where i think a lot of people do know what john wick is like oh it's a movie and like oh it has that guy yeah. in it and they might go the next level of going like oh it has keanu reeves in it right yeah. Yeah. but like i also just assumed oh you knew he was an assassin i thought that was inherent knowledge but when you rewatch the movie they they lead up to it in a fun yeah. way yeah exactly uh i will i've also uh, transition this real quick by the last time i saw we my wife and i saw john mcthree in theaters together and then we saw it again when they accidentally played it instead of toy story 4 uh <laughs> so uh being one of the only two people in the theater who had known what the beginning of john wick looked like i was able to run to the theater and be like <laughs> you have children in there about to watch the beginning of john wick four or three <laughs> which is full of cussing and killing so you need to hurry up and turn this off like yeah before. luckily yeah that before it get you do have a little bit of time before it gets too yeah. bad <laughs> yeah, yeah three 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 gets in there pretty quick but uh yeah anyway um on that note, I have spent in the past like two days, three days playing a lot of Diablo Four beta. Mike, um, I'm a Diablo mm-hmm. Game Boy from way back in the you know early 2000s. One of the first PC games I ever had. Uh, the beta is this weekend and next weekend, so you know when they have a limited time release, you got to play it. So uh, for those who, uh, what they've done about this game, Mike, if you've ever played a Diablo game or not, this is actually a static world map, like you know, like when you go like Skyrim or. Or something akin to that. Like you have like just a big world map, right? And like mm-hmm. you uncover areas as the story progresses, rather than like moving through kind of like a, I would say like done like each act had a different map. So this is just one big map for all the acts, and I think that's a really great way to tell the story in this because I think one of the things I don't like about the earlier Diablo games how they unveil the story. You have to read a lot of textbooks in the game or like talk to a lot of people and this there's more cutscenes and ways to unveil that information that makes it more cinematic i think and for mm-hmm. those who are like maybe on the edge like um, you know i like it but you know can i get into it way easier to get into than any of the other ones i've, I've come across and um I, I gotta give them some credit for that because it was it was really fun to kind of to, to to go through that this weekend a little bit um giving up some time on that to, to record the show so both of these podcasts so um today so uh, for those yeah, i think I think also the um, the remake of Resident Evil Four was just released, mm-hmm. like the highly polished like remake yeah. of it, which I hear is getting like a plus a hundred percent reviews. And Resident Evil Four is like the crown jewel of Resident Evil games, so they finally got around to remaking that. So yeah, like I I can't I haven't decided yet if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a person that downloads it and plays it and puts myself through the survival horror stresses of it, mm-hmm. or I, I just like find a YouTuber I really like that yeah. plays it. I just watch them play it. Yeah, I never played for myself. I've just watched a lot of people in person play it rather than like online. But like mm-hmm. I um 
not much of a, a survival like horror kind of thing. Like I need some more mindless stuff. And I'm like I'm like I remember playing Resident Evil two, five, and six. I'm like I don't like running out of bullets and like having to figure this stuff out very quickly. <laughs> uh, so I'm like I don't really want to do that. Like I don't I'm not playing games to stress myself out. So I agree with that entirely. But uh, if you're if you're in the horror games, uh, this is this is the weekend for that. Also, if you're into movies from previous horror directors, this is another weekend for that. With Shazam! Fury of the Gods, uh, directed by David F. Sandberg. Mike, who is known for what? Was it Annabelle? Was it one of the Yeah, Annabelle yeah, Annabelle. Um, I did not know this. Uh, he's apparently Swedish. He's, he's from Sweden. Like uh, he's, not, oh. he's not American. He was born in Sweden and yeah, up there. I'm I like, mean, oh, that's great. Good for him. Yeah, I, I brought it up a little bit in the review episode that we recorded, but he's a very online guy. So go follow him on like Twitter or his like YouTube channel, and you're going to get a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff. Whether or not you enjoy his movies or not, I just love how transparent he is about the whole process. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, what people should be doing when they're making they're having fun, right? It looks like he's having mm-hmm. fun and having a good time. And, and, and now the stuff he works on. Definitely can feel that vibe on our end. Uh, but we were able to get a chance to go out and watch this um, this weekend. Some of us went out and watched it this weekend. Um, go ahead. Uh, before we get into our thoughts, let's go ahead. And, uh, we always talk about the box office. Box office not so hot for this movie. It's, yes. Uh, $30.5 currently in the U.S., $35 million internationally. Um, set us down 40% over the first movie. And say what you will about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, it still made... Uh, 135 uh, domestic it's opening weekend so um... just for a little bit of context cocaine bear came in at 23 million Mm -hmm. and that was like relatively a smaller film right much much less going into that this was a superhero movie right right? so give you a little context there and 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 honestly not to fault the movie or, or use the context you know this is one of the three byproducts of Warner Brothers essentially scrapping the DCEU at this point and not knowing what to do with their movies. So I would say the advertising in my world has been relatively light for this film compared to how much Black Adam bullshit we had to get through to, to watch that movie. So yeah, uh, I don't know if I don't know what the marketing budget was for this you know on top of that, but um, it, it's in theaters, it's making so many people are seeing it. I don't know if it'll have legs as next weekend. I believe, Mike, is John Wick 4, right? Like, Oh, um, like, yeah, John Wick's coming up. Uh, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, which is surprisingly getting a good uh, response. And then Mario not Mario, too far after Mario's that. Mario's the week so after that. Like, literally, like, it has yeah. competition. Yeah, so it's it, it's this weekend or bust is what, is what I'm, I'm kind of feeling. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But we, we watched this movie. We just did, came off a review episode. We are going to do spoiler-free here. Nothing, no spoilers for this movie. Um, which I would honestly say, Mike, at this point, are were there many spoilers in this movie that would ruin the, the whole no, plot for you? It's, so. it's really just the very, very end and the post-credit scenes. And honestly, I, I feel like I can sum this up for yeah. both of us, Chris, by using your own words in our spoiler cast review where you're going to have very similar opinions to however you felt about the first movie and that tracked for both of us as well. I was positive on the first one. I'm positive on the second one. You were a man on the first one. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll just review it for you, Chris. Yeah. You were, you were meh on the second yeah, one. Yeah, in the middle. I, yeah. yeah, we, 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 I had a, I had like a fun, fun time. I love the cast. I love the 
you know, the interactions, the quips and stuff like that. But it is, it's just kind of really hard to, to hold on to it, right? You know, it's like that similar feeling of when you like a show on Netflix, like, oh God, they're not going to give me a second season, are they? They're going to yeah. cancel this right yeah. out from under my feet. So uh, we, we go into depth about maybe the possible future of Shazam, the character and the franchise in the spoiler cast review. So I would yeah. say go listen, go listen to that. Yeah, it'd be probably be the best way. And like I said, I, and as Mike said, it's not maybe even a re- review, right? Like that's more of a uh, like conversation it's about a, the, how everything is. Chat. Yeah, what's everything doing? You know, it's, it's we 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 lay it out on the line pretty early, and um, yeah. So um, yeah, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, we are just you know you, how you feel about the first one is probably going to be how you feel about this one. And uh, God Godspeed to everybody. God Remember? bless us all. That's right. Uh, let's jump into, uh, some, uh, some other news here in the DC world, Mike. We're just going to keep rolling through this. We're going to linger on, on, on Shazam. Uh, but Blue Beetle, the first promo image of the character suited up has landed, uh, online. Looks like a screenshot of something online, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, but this kind of reminds me of the Injustice look for Blue Beetle a little bit. Like, um, they they might be reusing some of those models even. Yeah, it does look like a video game screenshot, right? Uh, a little less exciting, too, because we do have those kind of, like, on-set shots from a uh-huh. telephoto lens, right, of the actor in the suit. So we we already knew what it was going to look like. But, of course, just like all superhero movies, you have the practical suit, yeah. and then you have, like, the 3D render for, like, the special effects mm-hmm. action scenes and stuff and, like that. And what's crazy is we always cover this sort of kind of crazy concept right that i've never actually seen in real life but like they are making these for something somewhere right some other country mm-hmm. some other audience it's could be... it's always a pop it's always a popcorn bucket right they're yeah. just slapping some sort of graphic on the side of a limited edition bucket yeah <laughs> at, at your local theater chain that is not nationally owned and operated <laughs> so uh you can check that out you know it seems to be pretty much like i would say if iron man was more insectoid right like a like a an iron spider if you will um, mm-hmm. over this dude so nothing nothing i wouldn't say nothing to glean from it but nothing to scoff at either it looks like they're giving them a, a good suit overall so we'll we'll keep you guys posted as more blue beetle stuff comes out because that is confirmed to be one of the movies for this year um in news that surprises nobody um like superman legacy right is the name of the upcoming superman movie james gunn has confirmed to hire himself to direct the Superman movie that he's also writing. <laughs> yeah, this news was um, confusing for me because I kind of thought we it, that was already announced, but mm-hmm. I guess it was kind of one of those heavily rumored things that we Implied. talk about on the show. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I thought thought he was already yeah. he was already doing this one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little less impactful for me this week. This is, the, I mean, this is the it confirms one of two things. He can, yeah, he can. Um, can make the DCU whatever he wants to be, and he can keep putting his now wife in all the all the movies and TV shows. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean it's fine. I, I think you know, um, hopefully he does a good job, takes lessons from his time on the Suicide Squad and um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know his other movies, and, and, and gives us a a, a a fun Superman movie that everybody, uh, or at least most people, you know, enjoy to watch. So we'll cross our fingers for that. Batman, Ben Affleck, he's out there talking, doing stuff. Is he? Is is there like? Does he have like a project coming up, Mike? That you know of? Uh, he's uh, him and Matt Damon are doing that biopic on the Air Jordan. So I believe that's kind of what this media blitz has uh, been for. But uh, I think it was an interview primarily, and 
I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Uh, which to me, it it almost feels like there's a portion of it where they they ask him about the you know the DC superhero kind of past yeah. and future, and it almost kind of felt like an exit interview, right? Yeah. Where he was just like, all right. I'm kind of done with all of this stuff, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm, give you the answers if you stop asking me the questions when we're talking. Yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm, gonna I'm gonna let you know, but he's he's obviously still cordial about it all because this is still a business. You're not gonna yeah. like you know go full scorched earth, but uh, yeah. <laughs> long story short, but we'll get into it. Yeah. You didn't have the best time. <laughs> yeah, so really, um, he has said Ben Affleck has confirmed that he is absolutely not directing anything in the DCU. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't seem to be maybe shots at the new DCU, um, you know, people. Maybe it was the old DCEU people. I don't know. He didn't seem happy about it, what he says. When you say absolutely not, that's not something you're like, I'm going to leave the door open a little bit. This is like kind of like, I'm out. Like, nope, I don't want anything to do with DC ever again um, with that. Um, but he's also kind of confirmed that he's very little screen time uh, in the Flash uh, movie as yeah. well. I think he kind of offhandedly says, oh, I'm only in it for like five minutes. But then also he says, like, it's my best performance yeah. as Batman I've ever done. Like, I think he kind of saying something along the lines he of, finally I, got, like, I came into the role a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he finally found the character. And it's like, OK, so that's good for him. I would say there's there's two things to remember, though. One big grain of salt is at the end of the day, Ben Affleck is still a person. And as we all know, he has gone through a lot of personal trials and tribulations. And it's not like that stuff wasn't happening to him as well. Yeah. You know, he does say in this move in this, he was like, I was like just sick and tired of doing this. You know, I was on location, you know, I wasn't around my, I just wanted to be like with my kids and stuff like that. And I couldn't do that. So it's just like, well, how much of this was the environment that he was filming in, you know, mm-hmm. the creators, whoever was in charge and how much of it was just like, just where he's at in his life too. Yeah, he was, so he, I think that's a, that's like an important caveat to put I mean, out there. And correct me if I'm wrong. He went to, was it alcohol rehab um, in the middle of all something, this? I, yeah. I don't want to like, pretend that I know exactly yeah. what happened, but there was something he, going he, he on. He did. It was he went to rehab for something and then he came back out and then um but like you know definitely he was supposed to direct the batman movie and then he's like no i'm out so like guys been through up and downs through this whole batman scenario yeah. so I, I can't really you know i'm not faulting yeah. him for wanting to be like now nah, i'm kind of done with it like that's yeah not a and good thing. and i and i read the transcript of the interview and some of the stuff what he's saying it's not super entirely clear exactly where all of his like ire is he does bring up you know quote unquote the guy that they brought in to kind of like reshoot the justice league and he didn't like that experience but also he does kind of mention snyder's version and you kind of almost have to read in between the lines of what the words he's using because i obviously you see the snyder fans out there going to the mat every single time somebody brings like a quote oh, yeah. up like no 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 he's talking about when Joss Whedon came into the movie Zack Snyder has come comes off like totally clear but there are moments in the article where he just kind of talks about the experience as a whole all of these superhero movies where he just was not having a great time so it seems like things only got worse for him yeah. when, when Whedon came in to do things so it's not like it made it better for him 
So I'm, I I wouldn't I'm not I've already passed plenty of judgment on the DC Universe and Zack Snyder throughout all these podcasts. But I would say if you go and you look at and read this article, look at it from the point of view of Ben Affleck, because that's how he's ingesting it as well. But yeah. safe to say he is sick of this and he's not coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I think exactly. And, you know, um, yeah, five minutes in the flash kind of confirms like, you know, he's in the trailer for a little bit he'll probably be there at the beginning but by the end he's not i don't think he's gonna even make it an aquaman by the end of the year mike i think he's out i think they probably <laughs> yeah. edited his stuff out so um really not surprised you know we had a good run with him um batman's a hard role to play right a lot of a lot of pressure mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people with their own ideas of what that is and um you know doesn't doesn't i guess doesn't stop anytime whether you're the actor or director or whatever so um yeah, don't expect to see Ben Affleck after after the Flash do any DC work for a while. Speaking of the Flash movie, though, um, this was the thing here. I've seen this. Tom Cruise, the Tom Cruise, the guy who does his own stunts in his movies because I think he's trying to kill himself and it's just not working out <laughs> for him. Uh, has apparently seen the Flash movie and and liked it so much he called the directors, like cold called them to tell them that. Um, yeah, and I think he also like requested to watch the movie earlier because Tom yes. Cruise has that kind of way. He's like, "Can I just watch it?" Well, so... because yeah, David Zaslav <laughs> has said how much he liked the movie, and he was like, "Well, if you say you like it, can I get a copy to watch?" And yeah. that's what it spawned this whole thing. And I'm like, "What a wild story to hit the internet this weekend!" Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it, uh, like of all the things you could hear, like it. It crazy. is also funny though because it's just kind of like, "All right, we don't." Tom Cruise is not exactly the man with the best judgment out yeah. there in the world. If you see kind of like the uh, the people yeah. he surrounds himself with outside of yeah, Hollywood, but, right? But you can't argue he makes good movies. Top, top Gun, uh, like had it not been for Avatar, would have been the top movie last year, right? Or like, mm-hmm. uh, or was that no? It was last year, right? Not two years ago. So like, guy knows how to make a movie, and and, and his Mission Impossible movies are still going strong. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I like watching them and stuff. I just can't agree with them outside of work. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so um, I guess there's your, your one of your, I guess, checkboxes for The Flash at the end of the day. So Yeah, and I mean, we, we all know James Gunn's opinion on the movie is uh, totally biased since he directly benefits from the movie doing well, mm-hmm. but he also says the movie's good. And I, I guess, you know, going off our last bit of news, like Ben Affleck seems to like his performance yep. in it as well. So, hey, things are, I mean, we got we got data points, Chris. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, it, it, th- things are turning up for The Flash. I've seen a lot of uh, action figures and like the Funkos and stuff come out lately. And, um, the, you know, the bat, uh, the old bat, ships the 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 bat cars whatever they're called i can't even think of it batmobile for sure but I, what's the ship called the flying one um, i don't know yeah batwing way. batwing yeah so um and it was simple uh they are they're <laughs> like they look cool they look they, you know they look like authentic 89 batman stuff so that's really fun to, to to revisit that a little bit so um everything seems to be coming up flash which is weird first us. Agreed. <laughs> Speaking of weird stuff, Zack Snyder, he's still fucking out there pushing uh, his Snyderverse. And was this on uh, Vero or this Twitter? Is Twitter. Or? This is a link to Twitter directly uh, where he has a post, hashtag full circle, incoming transmission. In uh, the end of April, uh, it says from Lord Darkseid, April 28th to 30th. People seem to be thinking that this is the... Uh, 
the uh, what's the, what's his, the Snyderverse video going to IMAX for a weekend? Um, but could you stop with this for a little bit? I guess. Like, <laughs> I thought. I I mean, I guess he does use the word dark side, which is heavily implying DC. But I thought this was just like like viral marketing for that. He, isn't he making a movie about the moon? Yeah, like, yeah well, like, it's, it's, it's Rebel like a, Moon, or, not the moon, but yeah, yeah it's Rebel Moon. But no, this is yeah. not his Netflix one. This is supposedly 100% his uh, uh, leading back into his DC work. And I do believe that you know, there are rumors, and you know, not just me, but like it is supposed to be uh, an IMAX release for a weekend, April 28th to 30th. Um, <laughs> because this is a, hey. a window, and I think maybe, is that a... Like he might own that. Um, finally, maybe I don't know. So I mean, if they if if he want, you know what? Milk those Snyder fans as long as they're alive. Milk them dry. I don't care. It doesn't make any any difference to me. Go ahead, uh-huh. do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, here here I found um because I don't know what the the hell a Vero is, Mike. Um, how do I share from a Vero? Oh my God, I don't know what I'm God. doing. I do not know. <laughs> um, copy link. Here you go. Here is a post from Zack Snyder himself uh, yesterday saying Man of Steel the 28th, BVS 29th, ZSJL. Zack Snyder says like the 30th. I'm ACCD. I don't know what that means. ACCD, then IMAX. So I don't know what this means. Um, it, it looks it, okay. Happy Justice League. An- so it just looks like they're going to celebrate the anniversary of the Justice League by yeah. re-releasing it in theaters for a weekend, which is not out of the ordinary for literally any movie that happens all of the time. But, you know, in Zack Snyder's world, it, there could always be a secret meaning, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, th- this this Vero post kind of lines up with those dates. So hopefully it's not anything extra. Um, but maybe, he, you know, James Gunn said he talked to Zack Snyder, right? When he took the job, <laughs> maybe this was like, Hey, look, what can we do to get you to shut up for a little bit? Uh, he's gotta be an investor in Vero. There's yeah. no way any person keeps using it. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, you can check that out. Uh, this is a little video clip on Twitter, uh, for, for the end of April. So if you really like to watch this black and white, is, is it going to be the black and white version? You think? I hope we I don't the know. black I don't, and white I don't version. Care. I don't. I don't uh, care, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just. I'm just kind of trying to think. Here, like, I know. You know I'm not trying to be. Ho- I'm not trying to be hostile towards. I think. I, 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 hostile well, towards this, the world. This is a very irritable. The very irritable subject. But I'm like, do they put the black and white four by three version in there, or do they put the color? Because which one's going to piss off the most Zack Snyder fans? Like, <laughs> like we he, we were supposed to see it in black and white. That's why he wanted to. Uh, so, mm-hmm. woof. Anyway, let's jump into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because this one's a, a doozy as well. Uh, Disney is seeking legal recourse for someone who leaked the movie's subtitles uh, slash dialogue before the movie came Ooh. out, like a month before it came out. Yeah, so, yeah, not surprised that legal action is being taken, but I, like I was saying to you earlier in the week in our text message thread, yeah. I'm curious exactly what information reddit could theoretically hand over because anyone it's not hard to make a reddit account it's actually one of the easier accounts to make you don't have to add in all of this identifying information it's just like an email address and a password and of course they have servers that 
you know, take your IP address for sure. But, you know, VPN could hide that or, you know, any any other thing. So I'm just more curious of what in what info does Reddit even have on this person? That's what I'm more curious about. Yeah. So they subpoenaed um, both Reddit and Google because it was posted on a Google Doc before and that was shared in a Reddit. So Reddit is actually like. I would say even less than, right? I think oh, maybe yeah. like they're just Google. They're just covering their bases, like, hey, it was mm-hmm. here. This was like the most traffic, et cetera. Um, but like, you know, one thing I would say, the movie it's not the biggest movie at the box office, wasn't the most welcome movie at the box office. I don't think the leaking did it, but it's surprising that they didn't do this when the dialogue leaked the week of and waited like till a month after it was out. Like yeah. I uh, is I that two is things- that like legal recourse? I don't I don't know what that that, that I, I think two things happen uh, from this. First of all, this is just Disney flexing, right? We need to protect our intellectual property. We can't just let people think that they can just leak this and they won't be recourse. Yeah, we might not be able to find you at all, but we need people to know that we're not going to do nothing mm-hmm. if you leak something. We're at least going to attempt. So, hey, at least if you're going to do it, make sure you cover your tracks. And, you know, yeah. if there's that many loops that you have to go through to remain anonymous, maybe you just won't leak it, right? You know, this is just yeah. too much of a so, hassle to cover my ass. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail for something as dumb as this. I will not be viewed as a strong person in prison, right, yeah. <laughs> for leaking a movie, well, right? Uh, uh, the, the hill you <laughs> die on is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, Yeah, what, yeah the mm, ant hill you die on. Like, yeah. like, do you, is that the one you want to go out on, or do you want to be the Avengers leaker? Yeah. Like, yeah, which but, one? Also, like the detective in me goes like, okay, so maybe they're not necessarily looking for the identity from Google, but maybe they have a list, like a short list of suspects, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to get some more information, some telemetry, right, to narrow it down. So it's like, we know it could be this group of like 20 people. Now, they all live in different parts of the globe, right? So if we get an IP address from like this country, you know, it could possibly be this person. And then we could approach them and like see if they crack. So <laughs> that's kind of how my brain is like going like from like well, an investigative it, like point of view. There, I mean, the the amount of data Google and probably Reddit actually has on users, like including browsing history, time on uh, different channels, uh, login history, mm-hmm. you know, cookies that talk to each other, right? Google does advertising. It knows what you're talking about out loud, let alone where you've been and visited. So it's called an air gapped computer, people. Yeah, that's what you need. You gotta go to you gotta go to Best Buy, buy the cheapest computer, all cash. Yeah. Uh, I suppose if you're really, really like nervous, you got to like obscure your face in mask case you're it. on a security camera. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it. really crazy. It gets me like stressed out thinking about yeah. like, oh God, if I ever had to do this, I'd be so nervous the whole time. I, I've seen, I've seen enough Jason Bourne movies. I feel confident I can handle <laughs> this. Uh, back when you just like get a burger phone from someone on the street and throw it away. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but either way, you know, the point of this, you know, comes down to is it's enough to, it shut down a subreddit, Marvel studio, studio spoilers, which was a, its own subreddit. So, it didn't leak into anything else who uh, what kind of person wants to be in that subreddit like, i wait for the movie to come out nerds. Pump, pump, pump your brakes a lot of our news comes from there and it's not just like full spoilers like there are like you know leaks and rumors and everything a lot of our stuff did come from there so i i can't fault them it's not just like hey here's everything that you don't want to uh, know ahead of well, time but that's like, what I thought the yeah, what was primarily it, it, for. It, it, it's like we're just trying to spoil the movie. It sounds like it, but it, the regular Marvel Studios Reddit doesn't let you even do um, like uh, anything like um, like theories Possible or anything rumors. like that. Yeah, like okay. they 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 shut it down. So like this was a safe home to even put. You know that timeline we had last week. That's where it came from. Like a lot of it came from there because people would source their 
actual information there rather than just throwing stuff up and like oh, i saw this okay all right so, i will pump my brakes yeah, a little yeah, bit i fine. thought it was just people trying it, to ruin movies <laughs> it sounds bad but like this whole thing has just you know put a real like you know wet rag on everything and everything's like everyone's like oh whatever but like it's just um funny and i would also say the last thing that i didn't put in here um that i, I did make a mental note of it was actually a, a um, international subtitle leak that someone put through a Google translator. So they're going to have even more data on whoever put this in the translator uh, <laughs> at the end of the okay, day. Gotcha. So I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be fun. Like what country is responsible? Like who, oh, who did and, this? And that, that actually could be important in a way of just like, Oh, we have a leak in a vendor somewhere. So we need, yeah. you, we need to like shift vendors. We need to stop using them because we can't trust them. So yeah, yeah, there, there could be a more practicality to it yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's just weird. You know, Ant-Man lost, you know, being in the, the news uh, a month later for, for something completely different was just like mind blowing. So, um, I mean, I'm not trying to be like a goody two shoes over here, people. You shouldn't always follow like the rules and, you know, yeah, yeah, big corporations. I don't like them either. But like, why, why do you feel why do you feel compelled to leak it? Now, I will say, if like somebody has like like a really shitty boss, and this was just like mm. I'm gonna get back at them. Like, okay, at least there's a little bit more motivation behind it. But like, They're, well, are they just looking for clout. Like, so that's so dumb. so. I think it's funny because this is the opposite of what you were talking about last week with the Scooby Doo and Crypto Two movie where that was leaked. Um, like. Of course, they have a bad boss over there, but like it's kind of the same <laughs> thing. Like, there, there is an audience for this. We are not that audience, but there is an audience for this, and you know, you want to build some some report in the community. But I think the the negative side to this is, you know, when you will affect your own livelihood because Disney, the mouse, is not a forgiving creature over over <laughs> here. Um, and you know, if you your whole company that you work for is shut down because you leak something, you've put everyone else's jobs on the line. So mm-hmm. that is, I think, where I would say. This is, you know, a warning to, I wouldn't say warning to those people. I'm not going to tell people what to do, but like, you know, Hey, that kind of sucks. Like don't, don't risk everyone else's stuff for your, your small gain with a company this large. But, um, yeah, bummers, man. Oh, well, in the, the day we saw it and, um, I didn't know about it. So actually that was, that was the fun part for me, not knowing that this existed online. So <laughs> we avoided it spectacularly. Let's jump into Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I sent you this photo earlier this week. I think this is a hella cool photo from Empire. Um, it's got a Spider-Man 299 fighting and some variant of the Vulture. I don't know what variant it is uh, or what world it comes from uh, because we know this was universe hopping. But I love the design on this Vulture in terms of like how sketched, sketched over like the final version, right? Like of the colors mm-hmm. and everything. You can see the pencil lines. Um, you know, over his wings, over his feathers. It seems to be maybe like, is this like a vulture, uh, noir maybe character in in terms of like his his color palette and how he's built? Or I don't know. What do you think of this? I mean, you're you're more yeah. Of a... It it is kind of hard to tell, right? It's like, is this a character that had like color stripped from it, or is it like a sketch? Or, it almost looks like it's built from like wood and like yeah. cardboard like almost like a craft or something it looks cool though it feels um i i like the mechanics of it right you can kind of see like these ropes coming off of it so he can like possibly pull these wings he's got the the classic kind of vulture nose that you will never see in an mcu live action movie you yeah. know yeah yeah but it looks rad. It's cool. Yep, and you know it's got your your bright neon twenty ninety nine Spider Man red here, right? And, and it's dark blue. 
Uh, he's got the sketch color over his his leg, so it, I really feel like this is going to be again a, a beautiful animation where it's like it looks like every every frame was hand animated uh, in a computer. Love the background colors as well, right? The neon greens, the the blues and, and pink hues. I, I'm really excited to see this movie in motion, and I'm tired of them giving us these single shots because I want to see the whole thing move in action. That's where I think it's going to come alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have to wait till this summer to do that and. Um, yeah, in, in typical fashion, I think with this, the the directors, uh, one of them was like, yeah, this is our Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, everyone says that about their second movie. Everyone wants <laughs> their sequel to be the Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Also, like, I know the Empire Strikes Back is a good movie. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from it right now. I'm not about to, like, lay down this hot take, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the Empire Strikes Back, I wouldn't necessarily say has the most satisfying ending in a way. Mm-hmm. Because my entire life, I've they've always the movies have always existed so i've been able to just immediately watch the third movie right Right. but i feel like if i was in the movie theater right and i was just like oh that's how it ends okay it's like a cliffhanger it's kind of satisfying because they're looking off in the distance like kind of like hopeful but pensive but like that's what i always think about an empire strike back is like a story that's not finished yet (laughs) so like that's kind of what i get when people compare it to and at the time that that's that's relative right like it was new it was fresh it was like oh my god this is the biggest sci-fi thing ever like and now we get confirmation of a sequel before the internet was a thing right like like Mm -hmm. yeah we know they're coming back and there's gonna be more and like all this is really exciting but like we don't have that luxury anymore. Um, we know everything's happening. We know all the release dates when they when they move when they when they're set in stone. Um, I, I I want it to be a big thing, you know, a big a complete story arc for them. But like, yeah, you don't need everything. Doesn't need to be the Empire Strikes Back. You could you could make your own uh, own call on that. Maybe is this your Godfather too? Huh? Are you gonna say that? Instead? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a better one. Because um, we got a Godfather three, and, and nobody nobody really liked it. But maybe that's what you want to go with. But. Uh, yeah, this in our show notes, that link to that Vulture variant. Take a look at it, and I think it's fantastic. Daredevil Born Again is out filming. I think that's really cool. They're doing some outside stuff. We know Charlie Cox is coming back as Matt Murdock for 18 episodes. He is walking uh, around with another actress, Nikki M. Janes. I don't know who she plays, um, but he's got his red glasses on, Mike, obviously, and his walking stick in hand, doing looking like a lawyer, right? He is still... Blind confirmed in this universe. If we didn't know that already, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, honestly, it, what I love about this is it feels like a continuation of the Netflix show, right? That we all enjoyed, uh, while still being fresh and new. But we've only seen him in like, you know, I guess part of a She-Hulk episode and um, a couple seconds in Spider-Man. So I'm just excited to have him back in here. He did a really good daredevil slash matt murdoch right like very mm-hmm. very excited and knowing that this show is 18 episodes it's just mind-blowing that they went ahead and committed to that to to get essentially a whole story probably out of the way uh, yeah we got a lot we got a lot to chew on when that comes out which might not necessarily be a good thing like yeah. i would say the 13 episodes on netflix had its filler episodes so hopefully yeah. we don't get a lot of that this is three months one or three months uh four months of a year like that's hard for me to like wrap my head around like right we're gonna be watching mm-hmm. four months of daredevil um so yeah check out those uh those uh set photos in our show notes or on twitter uh this one's really cool uh x-men 97 right the continuation of the animated show from the 90s uh it's coming to disney plus a synopsis was revealed this weekend on um this i think it's the 60th x-men anniversary uh live stream on marvel and the synopsis says 
Mike, and I quote, Storm and Wolverine try to continue the X-Men. Magneto comes in and wants to step up for Charles Xavier. Sinister comes in to try to end the X-Men once and for all. Sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Storm and Wolverine try to continue. I mean, I love the 90s X-Men, right? It's part of our childhood, but I, I, I've never considered myself like a completionist of it, right? So uh-huh. I don't really know how it ends or how they're are they going to like literally pick up where they left off and just kind of consider yep. this like the next season absolutely yep and, and and which is weird because the show actually started i think in 92 and like ended in 97 so this is like continuing like after that like where it technically ended in 97 mm-hmm. um so that to me that, that's interesting but it was four or five five seasons yeah i'm trying to pull up here just to make sure i've got my my information right on this but like um yeah, at the end of it, Charles Xavier, I think he's dead or he goes to space, one of the two, um, obviously. <laughs> what, a, what a dichotomy there. Well, but, he's not on Earth either way. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is not around at the end of the episodes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up here and go down because, it's, it's, like you mentioned, it's been a while since I've watched this, right? Like, since I've, I've seen this. Um, so, yep, uh, let's see here. I'm looking at the final uh, Magneto. Oh, Xavier's dying. There we go. That's what we find out at the end episode. So, um Yep, and Xavier leaves with Lalandra and her ship to the Shi'ar homeworld, Mike. So it ends with him literally dying and going off-world. I was right on both accounts. So, <laughs> um, but Mr. Sinister uh, was only introduced in the episode before this in the in the cartoon. He wasn't around for the, the show. And um, despite all of the literal X-Men movies and Wolverine movies, like winking and nodding at him and never really, <laughs> really doing it <laughs> always trying to get um always trying to get sinister off the ground yeah. they were like you know like wink 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 uh he's gonna be in here it's just it's great to have confirmation that he is the villain right there is there is a x-men villain that we know and we've not had a lot of you know in in the tv shows and movie world to come in and be that villain here at the at the end of this so um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see some of this in action. I, th- I think it's fun to talk about it, but I want to hear it and see it, right? Like, um, theory's great, but execution's better. And uh, that's that's where I'm at. Is there anything you want to get out of this? What would make you go back and rewatch the original 75 episodes? Man, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, I feel like what it's got to be is just really good public reception, right? Mm-hmm. Where I just see people talking about it online and saying, wow, these stories are really kind of popping off. So probably the best way to do that is to just have like story arcs, right? You know, I feel like the, the, the nineties, um, superhero cartoons, you know, like justice league, you know, Superman, you know, X-Men, they were kind of pioneers of that in the cartoon space, right. Of making overarching stories. But now we're in 2023. That is the norm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking for some, dense stories that continue that would uh, i mean that's got to happen right i would love a lot for number one i love the designs of the costumes right of the show like the jim lee era x-men designs like those are like what i think of when i think of x-men but i would love to see them move into some more modern stories right like you know there's uh currently in in the x-men world there's um uh krakoa which is an island which the island is actually a mutant itself where X-Men, only only mutants can come and, unless, you know, they're invited and, and live there. And that's interesting to me. Like, I would like to see some more modern stories rather than them, because it was in the 90s, right? They were just doing 80s, 70s and 80s stories all over again. Like, just retelling the comic books and, 
in animated form. I would love for them to pick up some of these newer ones. Now, I don't need them to change the costumes or the look of the characters. Let's just let's just see what they do with it. But I, I would really like to see them do that um, and use that multi-arc storytelling, right, that you're saying. Because I remember, do you remember, um, like, when Morph disappeared in, like, the first episode or whatever? And they didn't mm-hmm. bring him back for, like, ever? Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely remember watching those i need, i want to i want to go watch this i might go watch season one it's only 13 episodes <laughs> you're That's like let's wrap right. up this podcast i gotta go watch this i now. gotta go watch some x-men uh speaking of marvel animated on the what if side on the one of their um on their listings for what if it now says coming soon rather than listing like a season in a year right like it used to be i think it's so like maybe summer 23 or something mm-hmm. like that now it just says coming soon um but they also did this for loki so i'm really leaning into that time window that 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 calendar we looked at last year being right mm-hmm. more than anything because they're rearranging yeah, this stuff like we said we got data points on this yeah. episode that's what we need my favorite thing was someone completely unrelated to that timeline posting hey they're they're going to be filming a century one shot this summer i'm like yes please <laughs> please let it be true um so yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep you guys posted for that uh i want to give a shout out to super fan jim for uh telling me three minutes after two o'clock that Amazon was doing free screenings, early screenings for Dungeons and Dragons on or among thieves at two o'clock today. Uh, I think it was, I think he, it was two o'clock his time, which was, was been like one o'clock. Like I was already too late for me to go watch this. Mm-hmm. But apparently they are so like positive on this movie. They're letting Amazon give Amazon the opportunity to let people see it like weeks early. Like that is great news. All it is. Right. It's so weird. The last time we talked about this movie, Chris, we watched a trailer that had like another classic rock song in it. And I was just so worried that this was just going to be footage created purely to make music videos. But yeah, we're starting to see these good. I mean, this could be a new franchise in the making. It's like watching something be born almost in a way. Right. And it's like, it is based on IP, right? Dungeons and Dragons is a known property that is owned by a, a toy company, Wizard, Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the something. Coast. I think, um, I think Wizards. Maybe I don't remember which one of them. Mattel. Yeah. No, I swear yeah. I saw I saw like a toy company logo. At least I don't know. Either way, it's yeah. owned IP, right? But it is like Dungeons and Dragons. It's such like a broad concept. You can really make anything out of it, so it feels fresh and new in a way. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm crossing my fingers for it. Like I don't want to necessarily say it's an underdog, right? Because it's yeah. a big box office movie that has Hugh Grant and Chris Pine in it right. and Michelle Rodriguez. So it's got a draw, but I, I never thought maybe I would be going to the theater to watch this, but yeah. this is good news. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just pulled it up. Um, so I actually was able to get tickets even earlier than the, their normal screening through um, they're like doing a special fan presentation at theaters. Remember when those were a thing before COVID? <laughs> so they're doing mm-hmm. one for this. I'm like, okay, I'll go on a Wednesday to watch this. Absolutely great. Currently sitting at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with 41 reviews, Mike. Wow. Um, That's good. That is, that is one of the highest movies I've seen in a while. Um, I think John Wick might be the only one around. Yeah. A little higher actually. So ooh, ooh, we are in for a good couple of weeks, Mike. Here's what I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, but uh, you know, I grew up, you know, play Dungeons and Dragons. I played video games based on Dungeons and Dragons. It looks fun. It looks, you know, fantasy. We're going to have a good time. Um, I believe, I think you might, I think it might be Hasbro. What I have heard behind the scenes, and this is, you know, not in our notes because I wasn't going to talk about it, that this movie will make or break that company retaining the rights to 
Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, high stakes. I love it. <laughs> um, because if this bombs completely, th- they view it as un- an unviable you know, thing. Even though the books and stuff Ooh. are selling. There was a, you remember a couple of months ago, we talked about the whole huge scandal of them. Like, yeah, that, but Ooh. like, so like this movie is also make or break for that company as well. Uh, so, um, I was like, Ooh, that, I mean, I'm really hoping for good things because I'm like, I want, I want it to be successful so they can make more of these right like it doesn't have to be with these same people dungeons and dragons there's a whole thing like you're in the world and your adventure is running around um someone also mentioned it would be fun to do one of these a la um what's jumanji like where it's a movie set in there but then you find out later that it's people playing the characters like at the table oh it maybe it's like a a lego movie situation yeah yeah you pull out like oh it was will ferrell was there the whole time at playing the bard yeah absolutely so like there's some fun ways to do this and it it is wizards of the coast by the way i'm looking this up who is owned by is a subsidiary of hasbro so i pulled there it is yep um but i'm really excited to watch this i'm glad to hear that like i want them to be successful i want to see more in this i'd rather like there are ways to like to tell stories in this world without using these characters over and over again. We like like Chris Pine too. Yeah, absolutely. He's one one of the Hollywood Chris's. Exactly. He is my fifth favorite Chris. Um, (laughs) I had to do a list the other day. Um, Do you include yourself in that? I do. I'm I'm third. Uh, So it's Chris, Chris uh, Evans, Chris Hemsworth, me, um, Chris Pratt, then Chris Pine. So um, Mm, I know, I know where I I know where I am on the list. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, so early access screenings are available. Check your local theaters if you want to go see this early and um, get your hands on some D&D merch um, if you want to. All right, Mike made me add this in here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we, the Last of Us. I forgot this wrapped up last weekend because um, it has been a it's long been a week. week. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. We've been done a lot of things. Uh, it's been my birthday. It's been Diablo. It's been everything under the sun. So um, Last of Us, um, this, the first season wrapped up last weekend on sunday uh though so you can watch the whole thing now if you're binger on hbo max so you can check yeah, that out yeah we're gonna be talking spoilers so if you haven't yeah. seen it you know just turn the it's, podcast off now or listen to us i don't it, care yeah, it's <laughs> the game has been out for how long like it's almost the same story so like you're yeah. not gonna be missing a whole lot uh so and I, if you are and if you are we're, I, I have played the second game we're not gonna i'm not gonna spoil any story past what was in the first season of the show so don't worry about that either yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so um yeah last of us mike um you you you've played the games you're more of a fan you're the hype boy for for it if you will uh, of the show um what, what what do you think what do you how, well, how, how do you feel at the end of this remind remind me chris before i go into this um i know you're familiar with the story in the world but you never played the games right no absolutely not i actually own the last of us remake remastered mm-hmm. on ps5 but i i didn't get into it i didn't get to start it because it, you know the story in this one and what i've heard and what i you know can attest everyone's attested to me you get involved in the story right and then it's also one of those survival games that we talked about earlier in the show Mm -hmm. where i'm just gonna be stressed out playing it the whole time and i'm not in that kind of of video game (laughs) right now and and one more clarification i know you're a very online person right so i I wouldn't be surprised if you told me you had kind of gone into like a wikipedia page and maybe looked into more story yourself do you have any inclination of what happens after this season finale or anything like that i i know everything and all things without playing the game so yes i know okay I, okay, good, there was there was there was a lot of discourse over the second one, right? Um, when it when it mm-hmm. kind of came out, 
Um, due to leaks, by the way, so avoid those. Oh leakers. yeah, I forgot that was leaked. So when that <laughs> came out, I'm like, I don't know what's happening with all these new articles. I need to go do my research. So I went back and did the first one. And then when the second one came out, you know, did my research on that too. Okay, that that's helpful. So uh, when it comes to me, obviously, I think the emotional stakes of the game were absolutely nailed. Right. Uh, I think they 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 perfectly encapsulated what it's like for somebody like Joel trying to move past the grief of his daughter and maybe accept a new person into his life as his like reason for living. Then also Ellie just kind of struggling what it's what it's like to have people to rely on now and how to trust people. And, you know, also kind of dealing with her own demons. So from the emotional perspective, absolutely nailed it in my opinion and and I loved it but I did feel at times throughout the season just a little underwhelmed when it came to like spectacle right and I I don't know maybe if you'll agree with me or not um, since you haven't played the games but I just viscerally remember feelings coming back up when I'm watching these scenes on the show and then kind of falling back into playing the game, right? And I remember like these intense moments of trying to avoid like clickers or bloaters or trying to get through like a sewer system. Like for example, in the very last episode when they're trying to make it like, I I may have the timeline off a little bit from the game, but this is close enough. Uh, When they're trying to make it into the city, right uh to get to that hospital in the last episode in the video game you have to traverse this kind of like tunnel slash sewer i think it's like a like a tunnel that's caved off and it's kind of like the last moment in the game where you are bombarded with like clickers zombies whatever you want to call them right and so it's really intense like it's the you have to sneak through a lot of like buses and you have like no ammo left right all of like these big baddies are at the very very end and then when you finally make it to the other end of the tunnel and you see the light i think that's when you get kidnapped right so we don't get that moment of tension at all in this all of the tension just comes from the human elements And I feel a little vindicated from a point of view of Naughty Dog Studios. The official Twitter account tweeted out to the audience and said, do you think our show has enough zombies in it? We earnestly, sincerely want to know if you think we need to be putting more in there or if you think the show is fine the way it is. And I feel like I've never seen like an official source reach out to an audience while the show has been going on. Well, and the the consensus seems to be, yes, we want more, but we still like the show. And the, I that's kind of the sentiment I have. And that's been great that Neil Druckmann, the creator behind the games, has also been very instrumental in the creator of the creation of the show, right? Like that mm-hmm. helps to have that parody. Um, so when there are changes in the show, you're like, the official source made these changes for the show. It's not like yeah. somebody else and, came in and like, well, we didn't like it, so we changed it. Yeah. And who knows, it's hard to say now because in hindsight, this show seems like a knockout of the park, you know, idea, right? You have Pedro Pascal, now probably one of the biggest actors on the planet right now. The show is amazing. Everybody loves it. The creators behind it, it's going great. But at its initial conception at HBO, right, I could see them maybe trying to play it a little safe, right? Like, hey, adapting video games don't always go great, right? You know, your second game came out and it got really divisive, like, story-wise, you know, 
maybe they wanted to put more into it, but you know, like everything, there's a budget, right? They, I, nobody expected the show to be as big as it was, and I think that's safe to say. So I'm just hoping when season two rolls around, which they have officially said the second game will span more than one season because mm-hmm. the second game is very big. So let me let me go ahead and say here, I th- because I've not played the game, so zombie lack of zombies in this, I I I, I know. Right, what mm-hmm. what's in the games doesn't bother me because it comes to show me it's not the zombies that are the worst part of the apocalypse, right? It's people. People are the worst part that, of the apocalypse. That's always how it is, right? Yep. We mentioned The Walking Dead. Yeah, we, we mentioned that in our um, Shazam review because we were just kind of talking yeah. about Atlanta filming, right? Yeah. Same thing in of The Walking Dead, right? It's always comes down to the people. Yeah, the people are the worst part of this, and and that's a great part of the story. But I will tell you what I really struggle with on this first season, Mike is how fast this show goes like there are time jumps and i'm like trying to do the math i'm like how fast or how long does it take to do these things right travel from one end of the country to the other essentially um a lot of times on foot sometimes on horse sometimes by car like not not very quickly and they do cut out the travel stuff but like i was very much struggling with the pacing of how fast things go because i wish they would have slowed down sometimes and yeah. did more of this, like, Ellie and Joel, because the last one happened so quickly, um, you know, that I'm like, I get, you know, where he's coming from uh, and what he does, you know, I know a lot more, but, like, it didn't feel as quite earned because they didn't spend enough downtime I, together. Exactly. I, you, you're you hitting the nail on the head for sure because they do similar time jumps in the game, but since you're spending so much intimate time with the characters, exploring, looking through abandoned houses, fighting off these harrowing creatures, right? Once you do kind of do the time jump where they kind of skip the middle of the country, which is what happens in the show as well, exactly what you said, it feels more earned. Like, oh, Joel and Ellie are equipped to deal with whatever they run into, so now I'm not so surprised when we're kind of jumping into the snowy mountains all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, I understand how they could have got there, where it, it's a little more of a stretch in the and, show to and, feel that. And the game, I'm sure, is, you know, I would say 10 to 20 hours, right, to beat the game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, we have nine hours here. The first episode, Ellie is not in it. The uh, episode with Frank and is it Bill? Bill and Frank. Um, yeah, they're not. She's not in it. There is a, a um, I guess, an episode or two where Joel isn't in it because he's incapacitated in a basement um, mm-hmm. for most of that that stuff. So like, we didn't like it. May be nine hours of television, but we really only got maybe four total hours with them being together. You know, right? Sharing that the screen time and 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 building off each other. We learn them, but not them together. And I really, if if I could again, if I could wish this was two seasons rather instead, or double the episode order to to help build this relationship between them on their journey to yeah. through the country. Yeah, I'm just hoping, like I said, it's just season one growing pains, right? Yeah. They've, I'm sure they've learned a lot here. The audience trusts them now. They now HBO has I said all the, of the studio. The, in the studio world. trusts them more than anything. Yeah, it, it, out, it outperformed House of Dragon, which yeah. you know outperforms like you know the original um, Game of Thrones on some metrics. So yeah, this is their crown jewel. They are going to be taking very, very good care of this moving forward. So yeah, I'm very hopeful moving forward, but yeah, it is an interesting 
uh, challenge, right? You know, how do you capture the sense of dread and tension that I cannot shake from playing the game and translate it into the show? Very, very hard to do. And I think, Chris, you got the answer right. We just need more time. Yeah. We have to build it up. We have to connect more with this world. I want more I want more clickers and bloaters, man. Like I get it that, yeah. you know, humans intellectually will be more of a threat always in yeah. any apocalyptic scenario, but like trying to be and i'm being i want to be entertained by my television show give me the monsters they're mm -hmm. fun to watch like don't never underestimate the power of just a spectacle and fun even though it does yeah. always ladder up to um a story but right. yeah, yeah what a, what a crazy nine weeks or mm -hmm. eight weeks or whatever for for the show like yeah. i was not expecting pedro pascal and bella ramsey to just like explode in popularity as much all of the headlines from the show i mean yeah. it, success all around so i that's been kind of exciting mm -hmm. yeah and it really put the pressure back on uh, i believe it's donny dog or whatever company's making the um last was mm -hmm. multiplayer game right that, that was announced a while ago um, mm -hmm. where you're supposed to be like in the city is a multiplayer and like i'm sure it's I'm, i don't want to say it's like a storm but like i'm sure it's like a survival style multiplayer game right yeah Obviously. probably Probably like, something like, like PV, and I'm, I'm like, oh, well, that I'm like that would that would get me interested as well, right? To 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 have that release with a tie in with the game, I'm like okay, I can probably dive into these stories gameplay wise. I I will say, um, the one of the biggest the biggest complaint I have with the show, Mike, and tell me if I'm this is sticking with me and I can't shake it, is uh -huh. where Joel is in the basement, right, of the house after being stabbed. And he's like incapacitated and he's just like looking around. Like he's not talking, mm -hmm. he's not moving. She jabs him with penicillin and then like two minutes later he can get up and just take on a full man. And I'm like, so this happened so really I, fast. <laughs> I like, I get, I get how health packs work in video games, but I'm like, uh, I'm like, so oh. I, I, I was also going to complain about this, but I was like, okay, we're kind of wrapping up. Maybe I'll yeah. just leave it be, but no, this is a, a, a pet peeve of mine when it came from, from the game, because like I said, I'm not like a super fan, but I have played the game. So I'm sure somebody has a better timetable, but if I remember correctly in the game, Joel is recovering for like a while. It's yeah. not like a couple of days. If I remember right, it might even be months yeah. where like Ellie is out there learning how to survive on her own. I think she hunts multiple times. She's bringing back food. I don't remember exactly where she gets the medicine from or if that happens first or second, but it's like, it's a, it's a much longer time arc. So it makes sense that like Joel slowly recovers and um, there's like this cool set piece in the game where like you've been playing Ellie for a while now and then you shift back to Joel, which is really which is really invigorating because you've always been Joel for the the whole game prior. So it, you kind of kind of feel like, oh, you're finally back in like your normal car seat now. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to go save Ellie because you're finally feeling better. And then you have all of these people hunting you in that neighborhood. So they did have to, they did make a lot of changes there, but no, you are, you are totally right, Chris. The, <laughs> the time dilation there is, yeah. is you have, you're, you're, the audience has to kind of really let that go to yeah. move it forward. It, so yeah. I will say in the game, it was handled a lot better. Okay, cool. Cause, and it, cause in the last thing someone asked me, they were like, they, they're coming up on this green encampment. Like, is this somewhere we've ever been? I'm like, this is where his brother was, but it was snowy when we last left here. So I'm like, I don't know how long it's been for mm -hmm. them to actually travel back. Like yeah, obviously months have passed, right? Like snow doesn't melt in, in the, the mountains overnight or even like, you know, slowly or quickly. So 
you know, it was just interesting to see. You know, like you mentioned, time dilation in the in this whole show was interesting to to mentally pay mm. attention to as we work through it. But um, I'm glad it just wasn't me because I was just like, man, like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It wasn't know if, just you. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to find things to complain about. But I'm like, this is just it's racking my head at night. I'm like, how's this timeline work? Uh, <laughs> so so it works out, works out. And then um, the other thing that we didn't talk about is obviously. Um, there's a huge change to Bill and Frank's dynamic in the game from the show, right? In the show, it was essentially what we would call a filler episode, a well-done filler episode, but nothing mm-hmm. actually was in the current time frame of the story. Um, but, like, you know, in that, you actually have to... You, you fight them, or you have to do something else with them in the actual game, right? The so, Bill and Frank. So, they're, they're, like I said before, there's going to be more experts out there. But if I remember right, Frank in the video game has already died. And you're getting a lot of the backstory just through dialogue or objects that you find around. Um, and there's like a big set piece where like you get hog tied up accidentally and then there's zombies coming. So, you're like shooting at them upside down and Ellie's trying to save you and you know, you're trying to traverse through his town and he's got booby traps all over the place that you have to like sneak around. So yeah, they really kind of took a whole like gameplay level away from you for this backstory, which was absolutely beautiful for sure. So it, definitely a different experience. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I was, I was like, that was a, and it was a big uproar online. I was like, oh, I don't really care. Like, I didn't play the games. It's not affecting me, but I just want to make sure like, you know, it's not the same as the game is because Otherwise, that wouldn't be playable section, right? That's just a, that's for story. So, cool, cool. All right, well, Mike, that's unless you got something else, that's the show for the week. No, yeah, I think we'll we'll give it another week or two before maybe we check back in on the Mandalorian. But we're mm-hmm. watching that as well, so stay tuned, and we'll be here. Yeah, Thanks. I I think it'd be interesting to touch up on the Mandalorian after um, Star Wars Celebration, just to kind of see like you know because that's in like April, so like. You know, a couple of weeks. So I think that'd be interesting to come back after that and see, like, what did they announce? What's the Mandalorian story been telling us? And, and see if that ties in together. So, um, yeah. But people- Unless Jar Jar comes back. If Jar Jar somehow <laughs> appears in the Mandalorian, I'm not waiting. We're talking about it. Well, okay. that That's a different story. But also, if he <laughs> comes back in the Mandalorian, I'm canceling our show. This is like no, the one, this is the one no. kill switch button. No, you're Jericho. right, Chris. We are canceling the show and pivoting yeah. to an entire Jar Jar theme podcast. Yeah, that's right. Good, yeah. good idea, Chris. The Jar Jar content podcast, as yes. as our name should suggest. The kids want Jar Jar. Yep, yep, yep. So people know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you, at, bud? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. And you want to know where I'm at? Is that what you is that what you're waiting for? Can I ask me where I'm at? I suppose that is what I'm supposed <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, I was, at this I was, point I was in like, time. I'm like, is he done? I fin- <laughs> I I was looking at my can of Mountain Dew to yeah. be honest, and I was like, wow, I finished this whole thing, and I was like, oh wait, Chris, where can people find you? <laughs> We've been I got this-, this can of Mountain Dew from Chris, so I, I was thinking about you yeah, yeah. in a subtle way because this was a it's gift been, from you. It's been two and a half hours <laughs> of recording shows. It's time to go. But you can find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. If people know more about the show where they can listen to that Shazam review even or get ready for our upcoming other reviews, where can they get all this good stuff at? Yes, I, 
I won't screw this up. Uh, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome kick-ass show notes if you want to see everything we talked about this week. Also, links to our Shazam podcast. If you're not already subscribed, we got that up there as well. You can like us on Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. I think I just said to like us on Apple Podcasts. You might be able to do that, but Wait, I actually think you should subscribe you, to us. <laughs> you, you, after you said, I'm not going to screw this up, uh, you yourself, so. <laughs> Like us. <laughs> on facebook twitter instagram merch superhero slate.com slash store we love you we love our super fans be a super fan by sharing the show we'll be here every week folks okay i'm done i got through it as fast as i could that's right and in two weeks i will be at uh, c2e2 so if anyone's there let me know and we will catch you guys next week all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe